All right, back. And as advertised, on the phone with me right now to kind of put a bow around what was the Philadelphia 76er. I don't know if it really want to talk about the season yet, but let's talk about the playoffs right away. My man, man, Anthony Foley, WIP show producer. Anthony, what's going on, man? Always a pleasure, man. Thank you, No, thanks for coming back. Now, you, you told me the last time we spoke, which was right literally a couple hours before game four, I believe. Uh, that you would come back on and, uh, you know, run this thing down. Now, I don't think I expected to have you back, what, two weeks later, but, uh, you know. But it is, it's, to take a line from uh, from our max player contract, it is what it is and I am what I am. So uh, we, here, here we are. Now, Anthony, as I said, man, we talked about we talked about this, I think, that night. And uh, I told you that I had a lot of friends of mine that were beginning to kind of, like, reserve their spots along Broad Street for the parade. And you told me to, that they needed to pump their brakes. And obviously, you were right about that. But uh, so, Anthony, let's recap, man. Game four, blown 18-point lead, loss. Game five, blown 26-point lead, loss. Let's start with that. Let's start with game four and five. What happened in game four and five? Uh, well, first things first, man, we, we got nothing, no production from our max player base Um that's, that's really where it starts. And, um, and then I'm going right to the coach. I'm looking at Doc Rivers, man. I'm looking at those rotations, and I'm looking at, you know, we have the whole bench of, and this is the second round of the playoffs for reporting. We have the whole bench of periods during the playoffs. Everybody got minutes except Mike Scott. He was serious. And, um, that's a little worrisome to me. It seems like he doesn't know how to make in-game adjustments. And um, that's definitely something we should be looking at going forward. You know, I think we were all excited when Doc first got hired. You know, he's the big name. He's got the, the championship. But, I mean, even myself, I think we all look past those, those ball leads that, that he's got in Boston and he's got in Clippers and, and so forth. And, um, very, very alarming. I won't say that. But those, those are the two things I'm pointing at. And, um, when you're giving up this type of leads, especially when I'm at home, that's just it's unacceptable, man. I mean, you, you you should know when they get with their 15, what type of team they are. All they do is shoot threes, it's a game of runs, and Doc Rivers has played an NBA coach long enough. You should know that to take his whole bench out of the game and search some starters. You know? They're calling time out, anything, man. It's just. Goodness, man, you got me worked up. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was more alarming to Anthony Foley? Was it the blown 18 point lead on the road or the blown 26 point lead at home? Oh, uh, the 26 point lead at home. I mean, I was ready to turn the game off, man, at, at that point. And, um, it's crazy when they had the 18 point lead. I was, uh, I went to a family's member's house to watch the game. And, um, I can tell you, he's getting a little tired. He works early or whatever. So, I said, you got to go on there. Players. They depend on the Kawhi Leonard's, the Paul Georges, the Chris Pauls, 
is the King Caldwell Popes and the Kuznas and such, you know what I mean? So yeah, that's, what, that's really what separates the Sixers from, from the championship contenders. And that's, that's what it's going to stay to be unless they get rid of and make some big changes. So I think the writing's on the wall now at this team, and nobody's scared of it. No. You know what I mean? Like, so I think they really overlooked it later. They can add an easy run to the finals. And um, that's exactly what happened, man. So I agree with what you said. My my personal take on game four and five, I mean, they actually were kind of, in my opinion, cookie-cutter type situations. The Sixers dominated the first half. Joel Embiid went off. I mean, he couldn't be stopped at all. I mean, he really couldn't be stopped the entire se- uh, series. But in the second half, right. Yeah. And then you factor in that meniscus injury. Uh, obviously, he was worn down by the time we got around to that fourth quarter. And you're right. Then they start locking in on him. Now, let's talk about uh, – you mentioned the closer aspect of it. And, and I've maintained this as well. Um, the Sixers are not a team that right now currently constructed – maybe you disagree or agree – but currently constructed that that can come back from late-game deficits. They, they, they need to have that 26-point lead and try to hold on for dear life. Because they lack that shooter. Is that, is, do you agree with that? I couldn't agree more, man. And, and that's exactly what you see. Ben Simmons get his 17-point games. When we're right. up 15, and there's no pressure. He can just go to the rack. The game's over. They're not playing defense. And, you know, and this is things I've been saying all year. But, you know, you've got the Ben Simmons lovers and all that. And, um, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of ha- – I'm really happy this happened, to be honest with you, man. Because, because – um, Sorry, um, driving in traffic. But, um, you know, if, if they were to manage the Eastern Conference Finals, even if they lost 4 1, 4 2, you know, the series, I don't think they would have made any changes. Yeah. I think they would have been content with, you know, we're still building and we made the next step. You know what I mean? And um, it's this thing, things, changes have to be made. We, we change the front office twice, we change coaches. It's time to look at the players now. And, um, now, on a positive side, Anthony, uh, in game six, I was very impressed with their attitude. They came out, they fought, uh, they were back and forth with the Hawks. They, they, It was a back and forth first half, and they had that 12-0 run to start the second half. And, you know, again, they kind of held on and won that thing. So, but I was impressed. Um, I, But let me ask you this from your standpoint after game six, did you have renewed confidence in this team or were you waiting for the inevitable that happened in game seven? You know what I said? I was telling people and um, people thought I was nuts. But I was honestly hoping they just lost in game six because I couldn't take a game seven at home loss again. I was going to hurt way worse than the other one just got it over with. <laughs> and um, that's exactly what happened. And they lost three games at home in that series. Yeah, that's- yeah. You know, they're supposed to be one of the best home teams. Yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah. in the playoffs in that, it's, it's, man, it's just a lot of things to the point of, man. It's, we can have an hour to talk about this, let alone 20 minutes. Yeah, no, you're right. We could spend all day talking about this. Now, in Game 7, my takeaway was I, I just didn't feel right about it. Game 7 didn't feel right for me from the beginning. I, it just I, – the back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. I, I knew they, they just are not a team that can contend that way. 
And then Anthony. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, good. When you look at that game, you know, they, they actually, you know, held Trey Young down pretty decently. 5-23. He, he shot 5-23. for 23. Yeah, 5-23 for the game. Yeah. Yep. Now, Anthony, I want to, I want to segment, I want to like kind of isolate one play in game seven. And I, I think, you know, the play I want to talk about. It occurred with about three minutes and 29 seconds left to go. And Ben Simmons was down there in the post. Um all alone, he had two Atlanta defenders about maybe seven feet away. Um, Anthony, I think I, I, I'm pretty highly confident that I could have dunked this ball, um, and that's how open I thought Ben Simmons was. But instead, Ben Simmons decided to, to kick it out all the way across the baseline. I believe it was the Thibault who then or then drove and got fouled. Um, said but let's let's kind of let's go a little forward here uh, obviously the Sixers fell in game seven the Hawks moved on now this was Ben Simmons right after the game I want to play just a little bit of what he said uh I just want to hear your comments on this obviously we can look at who you are in a regular season and see you know what gets you all-star and defensive player of the year but postseason numbers look different 
So what happens in the postseason that does not allow you to be the same player and that helps you get your team to earning a top seed in the Eastern Conference? I mean, I feel like I, I found my guys now, which I've been in the regular season regardless. Um, you know, with the, with the trade. Uh, yeah, even so, 5 to 23. Yeah, it's a tough night. Um, offensively, I, I probably didn't do enough. Um, there's a lot of things. You gotta go back and watch the game. There's a lot of things that I didn't do well this year. But do you feel like there's something that is different in the postseason with what makes you perceived to be the player that you are different than in the regular season? No, no, I'm not, I'm not gonna let you say that. Um, I am who I am. It is what it is, Anthony. Uh, what's your comments on that? Uh, man, it's about the good stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the dog, man. I, oh, okay. You mentioned some good points there, and I just want to float a theory by you that I've actually heard. I've thought of this personally myself, and I actually heard it today for the first time. Now, I have seen Ben Simmons shoot before. I've watched him, Um, and I've watched him, I'm not going to say consistently make foul shots, but I have seen him make foul shots before. Um, Is it possible that he wants out of Philadelphia so bad that he is tanking himself? Bye. 
Angeles, Wild Lair, you look at um, Anthony Davis, you look at, you know, you name it. You know, they, they really get the pick where they want to go. Well, the problem is with the other, with the players you just mentioned, they're good. I mean, <laughs> so you mentioned getting out. I've always made I've always maintained we should have gotten rid of him two years ago and kept Jimmy Butler. I'm telling you, if that's what you would have done that. And I've also maintained that we should have gotten rid of Carson Wentz in 2018 and held on to Nick Foles. And we all, we'd be in a lot better situations. But I guess really can't go back in time. But Anthony, now we, we I agree with you. I, I don't think it's a matter of of whether or not Ben Simmons is here. I don't I, I don't I think that ship has sailed. I think he's gotta go. I mean for both the city and his own mental, you know, well-being. But I've heard some of the the craziest trade rumors and the trade scenarios and the theories. The Golden State Warriors are not trading Seth Curry for Ben Simmons in no certain conditions. That, that is not happening. And, 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 and you got to know, they have a great front office there. And, and even if they were to go for Ben Simmons, I mean, if anywhere is the perfect fit for Ben Simmons, it's there. Yeah. You just pass the ball to the best shooters in the NBA. I mean, how easy is that? I, I agree. You got, you got David Green and, and, and J.J. Redick having career years uh, when they come here. So I could just imagine what they would do over there. I mean, any day they're going to train with players, I can see, you know, like, you get a Wiggins and, and one of the you know, 14th thing. They got two lottery picks and four teams. So I can see, like, something like that. But, you know, I, I, I don't know if I would even take that, but that might be your best option, to be honest. Like, you always look at the grant. It's still, it's only been a week, so it's going to be the crazy, you know, trade scenarios and, and, you know, the obvious ones that come out. But once it settles down and the offseason ends, you know, there's going to be some big, some big searching and good reporting and people, and I think we're going to find out, you know, other trade possibilities, you know. I was trying to even think, you know, looking at uh, disgruntled teams or, or people that went out, you know, either like Zion went out, you know, Persingas, you know, getting you know, there. There's players that want to be where they're at. You can make a trade happen. More easily, it's, it's, it's a good, great front office. Right. Yeah, you know, I thought that Horford you know, deal was a movable too. Not to say the value you got back was great, but, you know, just to be able to dump that contract was really impressive. Well, well, that's the sticking point here. Is I, I, I don't doubt that he couldn't move him, but it's the value that we we would think we need to get back on the on the flip side of this. Right. Yeah. Right. Now. Now. It really depends on how you value Ben Simmons. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, like, Now, what about this other trade scenario that I've been hearing a lot? Now, you mentioned the disgruntled player aspect, and Dame Willard is uh, pretty much disgruntled out in Portland. He wants out of there in no certain terms. I've heard a trade today. Let me remember. I think I can remember what it was. Oh, it was Simmons, Thibault, Maxi, the Sixers' next three-round first-round picks for Lillard and Robert Covington. Rocco, straight up. That was the deal. Would you do that trade? Uh, I would. I think I would. <laughs> you would? Why? You know, you have a small window with the 
what are these first round picks going to be? 26, 25, 24? Like, you really don't get a player like that, you know, in, in the draft at that, at that pick. And, and he's a star player. I agree. He's a plug and play guy. You know what I mean? Like, you get lucky when you get that to the 17 and stuff like that. That's when you're lucky. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, like they even got, like, for example, like their last couple 20, uh, 20, picks in the 20s uh, would be like uh, Furkan, uh, TLC, uh, Timothy Galoo, Cabo, or whatever. I don't, excuse me, I don't know how to pronounce the name correctly, but, you know, you're not really getting the, the type of players. So, if you come out and get two starters right away, yeah, I'm doing that. You get a top three point guard in the NBA, and you got another great defensive player and shoot threes. He knows his role. He's played here before. You know what I mean? So, I, I think I would do it. And then that, that'll make other free agents or other players want to come here. It's a big city to see the first two star playing any games. They're really trying to win. And now, you know, you can resign a day to And then you got Tobias Harris and Cubbins. Now you got that position before. And um, that's what I think they can make some noise, man. And, and, you know, I think that that's what the city needs to kind of brace itself for, that type of trade, that type of one-sided, like, let's face it, they're gonna, we're going to give up more and get less in quant, quant, and, you know, quant, quantity, you know? The goal is to win a championship. Absolutely. If win a championship, who cares about these things, man? Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, like, we got Daniel Will. He's going to be the best player in the chat. Well, I'm going to He's going to be the best player I've ever seen in for once. obviously. You know what I mean? Like, those are the type of players you want to bring in the building, man. Bring the fans out. And that's where you're going to get the support, man. You know how crazy this city will go? We got Daniel Will. Who I cares about this first round picks, man? This is the one now, though. You got to go up against Brooklyn, man. The Bucks over here. Like, you need that closer. Absolutely, I agree with you. And uh, as we look at it now, you got what? You got Phoenix out there with the Clippers. Phoenix is about to put them to sleep, and then you got the Bucks and the, and the uh, Hawks strug, uh, slugging it out. What is Anthony Foley's new NBA Finals and champion prediction? I'm gonna go Phoenix and the Bucks. Um, it's a shame because I think the Clippers would have really had a chance. You like you like Phoenix winning it all? Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. The Bucks are a good team. They're really deep too. I guess that would be a good series. I wouldn't have picked that. I would want Phoenix to win. I wouldn't. I'm not rooting for the Bucks. And how much? I want to see Chris Paul, Mike Williams, Mikael Bridges. How much of an opportunity did the Sixers squander this year to win a championship? Oh, they blew it. <laughs> the door was the door was wide open. The Bucks are only going to get better. Brooklyn's going to get healthy and add more pieces. And the Heat are going to come back better. I don't know what to think of Boston now. Brian Stevens is going off this team. We'll see what they do. But, you know, like there's there's good teams in the East. Is a weak game. You know, like you see Atlanta's getting better. Yeah. Um, like they got to make a move, man. Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons are a man. I'm sorry. He's not. There's a reason Tobias Harris is on 17 and 46 years. 
is is it possible that both of them get get moved this offseason, Tobias and Ben? For the money he's being paid. I mean, these players are only going to get paid more and more each year. So come when on. you look at the, the contract in a couple years, it might not look as bad. No, come on. That contract's horrible no matter how you look at it, man. Come on. It's a horrible I mean, contract. They, they were put in a bad spot, man. Jimmy left. You traded everything. You couldn't let him walk. No, you couldn't. But you know what? As I said, if we could have just moved Ben then and – Imagine it, Anthony. All right. Imagine if we did move Ben. And I don't know. I uh, say we got Lillard, you know, back then. And that was the deal back in 18. And we re signed Jimmy Butler. Are we NBA champions at any time from that point? I mean, I don't see them being LeBron and last year, to be honest. All right. What about this year? Are they, are they, are they still in it this year? With Jimmy Butler? I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, you see what happened to me this year. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, there's, there's no telling. I mean, like I said, everything would have been different, you know. Um, but if you had Jimmy Butler and Seth Curry and Danny, and Danny Green and Ben Simmons, well, I don't know if you could have Ben Simmons, but, you know, who knows who would have been the point guard, and it's just too hard to say, to be honest. Well, I, I don't know. You're right. It's it's hard to say, man, but, uh, boy, I would like to have uh, like to have seen it. Okay, come on. Are you telling Jimmy Butler, Ben Simmons? Who would you rather? I want. I, I mean, honestly, who who would you rather have? Now, what about? Let's look. Let's look a little bit in the future. Say Ben Simmons gets moved next season, right, and then. Say we start the football season, right? We get to we get to the end of the football season. Carson Wentz ends up having a three thousand yard passing season, throws about forty touchdowns for like ten interceptions, leads the Colts to a Super Bowl. Ben Simmons starts dropping threes and taking all kinds of jump shots all over the court. What now? What what are we what are we left with as Philadelphia sports fans, uh, Anthony? What I, I mean, how are we supposed to like hold our heads up high? But listen, it, but it, it fits a narrative, man. I mean, if you're on the baseball side of things, you got Nick Bavetta out there with the Boston Red Sox, pitching like a solid number three. He couldn't get the ball across the cross home plate unless he drove it there last year. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, you look at the football side of the house. You know, you got Sidney Jones and uh, Russell Douglas. You know, they're starting cornerbacks, respectively. And they're doing – I'm not saying they're all pros, but they're serviceable. We couldn't even get that out of them. What does this uh, – I mean, I see, I see the most thing uh, – I say the most realistic thing that you say, maybe with Carson Wentz, you get three guys in the yard. You're ready to all I care about is you play 75 all I care is you play 75 percent of the snaps man I really don't care what happens yes yeah, I really don't care what just as long as he's out on the field I like I like 
I just like the way he carries himself. I think he's a leader. Oh, um, yeah. He actually, you know what I mean? I'm not saying he's like, had the same skill set as Lex, but um, I just think he, I just like him. I well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give the man. I mean, uh, let's face it; he hasn't had a really, he hasn't had a chance yet. I'm gonna give him his chance. Yep. Well, I don't know if it's gonna be harder than watching the Phillies and then the Sixers and then the Flyers. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's going to be hard to watch and all that nonsense that we just went through. But, hey, listen, man, um, Anthony, it, it is always a pleasure. And I, I, I hope you have a great summer. And I know we're going to talk again soon. And I definitely want to hear NBA draft time frame come back on and maybe kind of like cut up what the Sixers might have done. Maybe Ben Simmons is gone by then. Maybe he's not. Maybe he gets moved on draft night. We don't know. But uh, definitely want to come talk to you about all that. All right, man? All right, brother. Take care. All right. All right. That was Anthony Foley uh, joining me. Ah, giving me his uh, very, very candid um, –